welcome to our ninth episode of Spanish Answers. So with all of the specials that we've I've been doing lately, I decided I'd kind of shorten this one to a much shorter episode. So today we're going to just go over the basic punctuation and kind of lay foundations for future episodes where we delve more into the nitty gritty of how you use different punctuation or how you use punctuation differently in Spanish and similarly. But today we'll just cover the basics. So, all right, vamonos. So let's begin with the basic one, a period. This is used pretty much the exact same way in Spanish as it is in English, and we just call it a punto. Now a comma, again, is used pretty much the same way in Spanish as it is in English, and we call this a coma. So the only difference is that instead of spelling it with two M's, you spell it with one. Pretty straightforward. A little bit of a tip for this one is when you have quotation marks, so like when you're quoting someone or when you're reading in a book that someone said something, then in English, the comma or the punctuation mark normally goes inside the quotation marks. In English, you would say quotation mark, I went to the store, comma, quotation mark, said mark. But in Spanish, you would have the quotation mark, and then fui a la tienda, quotation mark, comma, dijo mark. One of the only really, it's really a small difference that I've seen between the use of Spanish commas and English commas, and please feel free to correct me if this is incorrect. I definitely would like to do some more research into it. But the comma in Spanish isn't used nearly as often as it is in English. So in English, for example, we'll open a f an opening phrase, you know, like uh, if it is raining, that's a phrase. So, uh, so take the sentence, if it is raining, go inside. If you take that phrase, if it is raining, and you cut it out of the beginning and paste it at the end, you get the sentence, go inside if it is raining. So the whole sentence, the whole thought still makes sense. So in English, whenever you start a sentence with a phrase like that, you always put a comma after it, kind of helps separate it out from the rest of the sentence. But in Spanish, you don't have that, or at least I haven't seen a lot of phrasal commas, if you will. But yeah, that's, I think with commas, that's one of the few things I've seen is that English tends to use them a lot more than Spanish does. And I think that has more to do with just the rhythm of the language because commas tend to be, you use them in English based on where your natural pauses are to an extent. Obviously that's not a hard and fast rule, so don't use that. But it all has to do with the rhythm of English. Whereas in Spanish, your rhythm's going to be different. So it would make sense in my mind, at least, that the comma would be different. Anyway. Another one that you'll see fairly regularly is a semicolon, which is called a punto y coma in Spanish, which I love because how simple is that? As long as you remember that a period's a punto and a comma's a coma, then you can say semicolon, punto y coma, which is way easier than it is in English. And again, this is where you would use it kind of um, when you're describing something in a sentence and then all of a sudden you have a bit of a soft stop and you change direction just a little bit or change the focus, that requires a semicolon. There's a lot of other rules that we can talk about, but for now, just use this as a general guideline. So for example, I went to the store, perhaps not my smartest moment. Fui a la tienda, quizás no sea mi momento más inteligente. Then, of course, you also have your colon. Dos puntos. Again, I love how straightforward this is in Spanish. 
a colon looks exactly like two periods built on top of each other, so why wouldn't you call it dos puntos? Again, there's a myriad of ways that you can use a colon, but for the example here, we'll just talk about how you can use it when you're ordering a list. So for example, I asked him to buy colon apples, oranges, and bananas. And in Spanish, that would be le pedí que comprara colon dos puntos manzanas, naranjas, y plátanos. Now, one thing to notice is that in Spanish, they don't really use the Oxford comma. So if you're wondering what in the world is the Oxford comma in English, the Oxford comma is where you have a list and on the penultimate thing that you've got, you still have a comma or the second to last item. So for example, in the apples, oranges, and bananas list, you would have comma after apples, comma after oranges, and then you'd be done. That second comma is the Oxford comma, and it's very important. There, there's actually a legal case where I think the defendant, no, I think the accusers won because of the lack of an Oxford comma. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty certain that that was how that whole thing went down. Either way, I remember there was a court case, and one of the central things that made the case was that there was a lack of an Oxford comma, and I think they said that it added to confusion or something like that. So, if you know which court case I'm talking about, please send me an email and let me know. But anyways, I think Oxford commas are very important. However, in English, there's a huge debate over whether or not you should use an Oxford comma. In Spanish, they don't have this debate. You just don't use it. As far as I've seen, you don't use it. Alright, so let's talk about the signos de cierre. So, these are pretty much the same thing as what you see in English. You have the question mark, the signo de interrogación, and the exclamation mark, or the signo de exclamación. So, if you think about uh, interrogación in English, kind of sounds like you're interrogating someone, you're asking them questions. So, it's the interrogation sign, signo de interrogación, and then an exclamation an exclamation mark, exclamación, they sound very similar. That's the signo de exclamación. So the reason why I call these signos de cierre is because they're the symbols that close a sentence. They're the signals that, the symbols that close a sentence, the symbols at the end of a sentence. And pretty much use these the same way in Spanish as you would in English. So far we haven't really seen any differences that much between English and Spanish. However, the main differences that I'm sure you are well aware of if you've tried to read anything in Spanish are los signos de apertura, so the symbols, the opening symbols, and these go at the beginning of a sentence, so we, you can call them the inverted or the opening question mark, those are the more proper terms. I also like to do the upside down question mark because that's pretty descriptive. If you say that, people know almost immediately what you're talking about. There's the inverted opening or upside down exclamation mark as well. So for the inverted question mark, it's called the signo de interrogación inicial because it's the first one. The signo de interrogación inicial. And then for the exclamation mark, it's signo de exclamación inicial. But when you're talking about them together, they're referred to as the los signos de apertura. So for example, you would say in English, what are you doing? question mark. In Spanish, you start with the signo de interrogación inicial, or the upside down question mark, que haces, question mark, signo de interrogación, 
or stop talking exclamation point at the end well you'd have in spanish the signo de exclamación inicial the upside down exclamation mark deja de hablar exclamation mark signo de exclamación and what i really like about these is that whatever you would add in english to the end so if you'd have two question marks or a question mark and an exclamation point that's what you do at the beginning of the sentence too so the sentence can open with two question marks or a question mark and an exclamation mark you know all inverted and then it ends with the normal question mark and exclamation mark if you've got three exclamation marks at the end of your sentence and you have to have three exclamation marks at the beginning inverted of course and i feel like it kind of it's really helpful because in english when you're reading the sentence you don't really know if it's a question or if it's going to be an exclamation mark until you see the end so if it's a really long sentence you don't really know how you're supposed to be reading like what kind of tone you're, suppo you're supposed to have until you get to the end but in spanish you know immediately right away this is the tone of voice that the sentence is in i personally find that pretty helpful i like it not to mention that it's just really fun to see three upside down exclamation marks at the beginning of a sentence. All right, so just wanted to kind of lay out some basic building blocks for future episodes. So if you have any questions or topics that you'd like me to discuss, please send them to me at contact at languageanswers.com. That's contact at languageanswers.com. Also, please hit subscribe if you never want to miss another episode. Or if you really liked this, please go ahead and click like or leave me a review on iTunes or Google Play. Any positive reviews you can leave would be much appreciated. And this episode is produced by Language Answers LTD, so you can visit their website, well, my website at languageanswers.com. I'm a translator from Spanish into English, a podcaster, and an English editor. Uh, go ahead and check me out there. I've also got a Facebook page, a LinkedIn page, a Twitter account, and you can find my two podcasts on YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes and SoundCloud. Okay, one last thing because I can't rest until I have answers to certain questions and I hated the idea of this question of the Oxford comma and the court case just kind of hanging out there. So I did look it up and it was a case of the truck drivers versus the Oakhurst, yeah, Oakhurst Dairy, Dairy Farm of America and I will of course put links to that court case and the New York Times write-up of it in this episode show notes. But needless to say, because of the lack of a comma, the court case went to the truck drivers. So very exciting stuff, I'm sure, for everyone out there. Anyways, thank you so much for watching this episode, for listening to it. I hope that you got something out of it, that it was helpful, and I hope it'll help you in future episodes as well. All right, well, I will see you in two weeks. So hasta luego. Bye.